Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Tracy Jones. Thanks so much for tuning in to Throwback Thursday, where we go deep in the tremendous vault and listen to some of my father's archives. This is part two of a three-part series of my favorite speech of all time called The Key to Excellence. And you are not going to believe the next 15 minutes you're going to listen to. You are going to laugh so hard. You are going to get some incredible, wonderful points. And it's just, it's one of my favorite clips of all time. So take a listen. Enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. All right, let's go to work. Let's go to work. We only have a couple more minutes to wind up the day. These are exciting days. Aren't these exciting days? Huh? Aren't they? Aren't they? Yes. But, but, but how much, how much excitement do you run into when you go in in the morning? How many people greet you at the door and say, let me at them. <laughs> you don't hear that. Even you, Wilson, you don't hear that. I'll tell you what you hear. I'll tell you what you hear. You hear what I hear. I'll tell you what you hear. This is what I hear. I'm going to quit. <laughs> I'm going to quit. I said, you can't quit. You never done nothing yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I used to be afraid to go to my office for fear they were waiting for me to come in and say, hello, Charlie, we quit. I said, all right, I quit too. I'm not staying here alone anymore. They'd quit in the morning, quit the noon, quit. I give more money, they'd quit. I give a new title, they'd quit. Quit, quit. <laughs> now, it's, I would say to myself, why do these thumb suckers want to quit again? <laughs> I'm not asking you. Let me think about it. <laughs> you know what they used to say to me? They would say to me, I think I'm going to quit because I can't communicate. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, if I have to sit through one more seminar on communication, I'm giving up. You say, well, don't you believe there's a communication problem? Don't talk to me so stupid. If you're married, you have a communication problem. If you're raising children, you've got a communication problem. But ladies and gentlemen, there's some problems you may work on and live with and build on, but that's the way it is. I'm a little tired after thousands of hours and thousands of dollars on communication. The problem is worse today than when we started talking. <laughs> so we got a problem. Let's move on to something new. <laughs> they say we've got to communicate with our young people. We've got to communicate with our neighbor. I say, our neighbor, I'm not doing too good with my wife right now. You say, well, you're not against your neighbor. I'm not against my wife. It only seems that way to her. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, quickly, I can only tell you this. Sure, there's a communication problem, but get it through your head. The communication problem is not this way as much as it is this way. And unless you have inner dialogue, good dialogue this way, you cannot have good dialogue that way. And all I hear is, I'm so lonely. <laughs> so, well, no wonder you're lonely, you thumbsucker. Well, they say, I don't have anybody to talk to. The way you talk, no wonder. <laughs> now, I don't want to be mean, and I know I use a little bit of a shock treatment, but I want you to laugh and think and see something you know. It's this way and that way, not that way. Now, I'll tell you where the problem lies, and I can work on it, and you can too, and your life will be more tremendous if you work on this one. Not communication, or work on it. The real one is identification. Identification. You say, what do you mean by identification? 
I mean, I've been learning over the years, if I can identify with you, we can say a great deal without saying very much. If I don't identify, a barrier goes up, and if you love me, it'll, you can't get it down. And the harder you try to get it down, the more it goes up. I don't know why it is, but you know it is. Families die strangers who live in the same house all their lives. Now, let me quickly tell you some three things I've been learning over the years to prove my point. Remember years ago when they talked about the generation gap? There never was a generation gap. There was an ideological gap. Young liberals have always identified with old liberals. Young conservatives have always identified with old, there's never a generation gap, ideological. In other words, if I identify with you, we say a lot. If I don't, we can live in the same house and die strangers. Let me prove it. Let me take a quick moment and I share with you a few things I've been learning over the years. 37 years learning to be a husband. 36 years learning to raise children. 35 years learning to build a business. And watch, as I share with you these things, Watch how your guard goes down and you didn't know they went down. Watch how you begin to think with me rather than listen to me. Watch how you begin to figure you out rather than figure me out. Watch how you begin to laugh at your heartaches and frustrations rather than my punchlines. Ready? Here we go. I now will share with you the greatest single thing I've been learning in 35 years. Now, what I'm going to share with you is almost too much wisdom for some of you young people. <laughs> but I'm going to give it to you because you're not going to understand it anyway. But Cabot, you old geezers, you're going to love it. Now, now, can you hear in the back row? Can you hear way back there? And way back, in, Ira, can you hear? Okay, don't miss this. Have you noticed all the speakers? Have you noticed Larry, Charlie, Chris? Have you noticed all the big speakers? How they make your way to the end? Thorne did it. They make your way to the end of the talk to give you the good stuff. You ever notice that? Not me. Not me. I give you the best stuff right now. So if you have to leave early or go to the bathroom, you didn't miss nothing. <laughs> Brother! Da -da -da. Here it comes. Here comes the greatest thing I've been learning in 35 years of it. Now, what I'm going to share with you now, this is not theoretical, experiential. 17 years of this in one office. <laughs> you are not going to, you're going to say, oh, thank God for that one thought that paid the whole, made the whole thing worthwhile. Ready or not, here it comes. This is the greatest single thing I've been learning in 35 years. Ready or not, here it comes. The greatest thing I've been learning in 35 years in business is... Nothing works. <laughs> Let me say it again. Let me say it again. I love truth. Nothing works. You know what do you mean? Nothing, I mean nothing works. Larry Wilson knows nothing works. That's why he's here today. <laughs> you think Larry Wilson would be here? He would not be here. He'd be over in Santa Fe up in Minneapolis watching it work. You know why it wasn't come? I'll tell you why he came. He came because he knows it's more fun. It's more fun failing here with us and failing back in his office alone. That's what I do. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now listen here. I want you to learn to get people to laugh, but don't you ever be a comedian. We're not comedians. We get people to laugh, but not at our jokes. We get them to laugh at points. And you watch every time I get you laughing, I'll drive home a point. Now why the point? Well, I'll tell you. You know the value of a meeting? Did you recognize yet the value of this meeting? You said, to hear the speakers? Oh, secondary. The number one value of this meeting was people coming together with other people who have common goals and dreams and hopes, who are giving some time to make it happen and participate in having it. And somehow that seems over the years at a few meetings a year, greater relationships are established than some people's own families. Because you don't get this out of the book of the cassette, you see. 
just being here. Oh, someone can listen to these cassettes, but it won't be like you who sat here with the other people who laughed and who realizes they have ups and downs and heartaches and joys and successes and failures. See, people are a therapy. You know how you can tell when you're something's wrong in your life? The mornings you begin to wake up and say, sure hope I don't have to be around many people today. Did you ever hear this one? Never get going till 10 in the morning. Say, stay in bed till 11, and we got enough troubles now, you thumb sucker. <laughs> have it, it? Never get going to the second cup of coffee. Well, then start with a second. <laughs> people, people. Tell you another therapy, another great therapy. All the therapies to apply to your life if it's going to be tremendous. How about the therapy of music? Music. Mm -hmm. Music. You know, what kind of music? Oh, Chopin, Bach, uh, Bluegrass, Sousa, uh, Big Band, uh, Bank, and music. There have been times in my life, times in my life, I've been so depressed, so licked, so discouraged, so down, not for a day, not for a week, months, and nothing would get me more discouraged than some meets up from sucker saying, hang in there, son, things are going to get better. Don't tell me that. I don't care if they don't get better. I'm just asking God, don't let them get worse. <laughs> I don't need a way out. I need something to sustain me, to hang in. I don't need a problem to go away. I need to catch some glimpse of the problem and make the problem worthwhile as I live through it. Music. There have been times in my life I've been so down, so depressed, I couldn't even pray. He said, well, I was never that low. You never had my manager either. <laughs> or my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law's a test pilot at a broom factory. <laughs> well, she's not. But isn't that a funny line? Now, I got a good mother. I, oh, I just say that. There have been times in my life that my life was like it was music with a great Christian message where the word sustained my heart. I need a sustaining. And another therapy. Work. Work. He said, they're not paying me what I'm worth now. You work anyway. You work if you get paid. You don't work if you don't get paid. You say, what if I don't have a job? You work anyway. You say, you can't work without a job. Don't you tell me that. My father raised five of us in the Depression with no mother years ago when there was no work. He worked. And you know, you can't live without breathing and you can't work. You can't live right without working. It's life. Work. You say, what do you mean nothing works? I mean nothing works. Nothing used to make me more tired than come in my office in the morning. He'd be some thumbsucker waiting. She said, Mr. Jones, I don't believe this is going to work. I said, I know it doesn't work. It's why I hired you. <laughs> if it worked, I would give it to my brother-in-law who's on relief, not you. <laughs> now, now, listen. How long do you have to live before we discover God never made anything to work for us? He made us to prepare our lives to do a job and discipline us how to do it. And in the process of us making things work, that's how we get made. You know, all I hear is, you think this is going to work? No, and you better shut your mouth. <laughs> Here's another thing I've been learning. I've been learning I cannot help any of you. You say, well, why do they have you speaking today? I was wondering that myself. You know, what do you mean you can't help me? All right, this is what I mean. After 35 years in business, I can tell you I've had a lot of people. I gave a lot of help who had the wrong attitude shrink, and I can show you a lot of other people I gave a little or no help had the right attitude grow. 
Have been learning with anyone like that or not? Real help is not pumped into you by a bribing superior or a motivational guru. Real help is drawn out of anybody who commits their life to do something and you're willing to do it if it kills you. Now let me tell you how I know I can't help you. If I could help anybody, if I could help anybody, I'd go home right now and help my six kids, not you. <laughs> the only trouble is when I'm home helping them, I seem to be hurting them more than I'm helping them. So I finally figured out the only way I can help my own kids more is learning how to hinder them less. Now it takes a lot of learning to figure out how to help somebody more by hindering them less. Imagine what will happen if the Congress ever figures that out. Which brings me, wait a minute, wait a minute, which brings me to another subject. You know how I can tell when a politician is lying when their lips are moving. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not down on politicians, but I tell you, I am different than most Americans. And you know what makes me different than most Americans? And I am, because I'm one of the few Americans who knows conservatives lie just like liberals lie. But I always vote for conservatives because I love conservative lies more than liberal lies. But I know one thing, when America turns around, and she is, it won't be because of Tip or Teddy or even, God bless his heart, Ronnie. It'll be when Americans do more and do better and demand less. And we've been doing a lot better in the last few years in that area, too. And by the way, remember last spring in that cold spell in Denver? I was there. Now, I didn't see this. Don't quote me on this. But I heard somebody told me that day it was so cold that day in Denver, they saw a politician put his hands in his own pocket. That's what I heard. Now, I didn't, I didn't see that. That's what I heard. And I want to tell you what's wrong with America. We don't understand language. We've got to get down to the basics and the language. The English language, you've got to understand language. You understand language and you're going to understand politics. Poly means many. Ticks means bloodsuckers. Now, now, that puts it all together. Now, and I'll tell you something else. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'll tell you something else. Do you know why so many politicians sleep so good at night? Well, I'll tell you why. They lie on both sides. That's why. Now, okay, now here's another lesson for you. Don't you ever be critical and negative of somebody unless you do it with fun and then throw in something good. Because one of these days, I want you to come on over to the East Coast to a town called Baltimore, Maryland. That used to be the eyesore of America. I fly out of Baltimore a lot because we live up in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. And I want to tell you what you're going to see when you come to Baltimore. You're going to see something like Sydney Harbor in Australia. You're going to see one of the most beautiful cities in the world now, Baltimore Harbor Place. You know why? Because a self this dedicated politician gave his life to making that town what it is. And I saw always throwing something good like that. Hi, everyone. I told you you'd enjoy that. Wasn't that hysterical? I just love hearing his points. It just, I don't care how many times I heard it or how long it's been, they just always ring so true. So my father was just an incredible individual, just full of motivation because of the people he met and the books he read. And if you want to check out more, go over to our sister channel on YouTube, Tremendous Life Books, where you can get more tremendous clips of my father. Also, please check us out on Tremendous Leadership. There you can download a free copy of the PDF of this speech, The Key to Excellence. You can also get it on CD, on DVD, on audio download, ebook, uh, P PDF, as I said. And you can also order copies to hand out to um, your friends, your coworkers, your family. So check it out. And again, thanks so much for joining us on this Throwback Thursday. Have a tremendous day. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, 
Let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.